Welcome to Frustration Nation, presented by Shoot Your Shot Sports. We are the FN Podcast for FN fans of FN sports teams. Every episode, we explore the heartbreak, horror, and humiliation of what it means to be a diehard fan. I'm your pessimistic host and Detroit fan, the man in the Michigan hat, and I'm here with my miserable co-host and Chicago fan, Furious, Furious George, Furious. <laughs> for a special edition emergency episode pod. this week. Yeah, what is going on to bring us here today? Well, um, as <laughs> we, we, we kind of debriefed from the bears saints game and i had a an article i had even written for your shot sports that i basically read through on our tuesday episode and um basically got a lot of my venting out of the way and that was all before this bears press conference today mm-hmm. which basically announced that nothing is going to change at all whatsoever and basically i'm just really ticked off about it and i needed to talk about it and i couldn't wait until next monday when we record to talk mm-hmm. about it especially because honestly there could be more that happens like <laughs> between right. now and then like who knows um so i just wanted to get this out now uh this will be a shorter episode we're not gonna have segments or anything we're just gonna talk about this bears news um so first first the news uh chuck pagano uh, defensive coordinator from these past two years for the Bears has retired. Um, so I'll get. We'll talk about Chuck Pagano in a little bit. A lot of people are saying he's probably a scapegoat for the failures this year, which is preposterous. Um, then the other piece of news is that the Bears are retaining Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace as head coach and GM, respectively, and. Ted Phillips will still remain as the pre- team president. Of course, George McCaskey is the chairman and the, I guess, the voice for the family who owns the team, the McCaskies. Okay. Yep. <clears throat> so they started there. There was a lot of rumors going around on Twitter on Tuesday night about, oh, I'm hearing that the Bears are, uh, that the Bears are going to retain Nagy and Pace and whatever, and to be honest when i first read it like disappointment hit me but i also was like not really surprised i was just kind of like yeah i'm like you know i'm not really shocked at any way um so but to hear them actually say it because a lot of people are starting maybe it shows how much chicago as a fan base can be optimistic a lot of people were like, oh, well, maybe they leaked that to the public, that news, to see how we reacted, and then they're going to, based <laughs> on our reactions, change things. Um, but no, they they stayed true blue, and they the press conference was about 90 minutes long, um, and the first half of it was George McCaskey and Ted Phillips. The second half was Nagy and Pace, and it was just all around embarrassing. I have a lot of tweets I want to get to. Um, that I tweeted out. I was live tweeting during the press conference, and just a lot of frustration. Um, I I don't even know. I don't may not even sound that mad to you, uh, but I'm honestly exasperated. That's like the mm. emotion I would say. Like I'm tired, and I've been frustrated all day. So I'm just tired at this point. Um, mm. 
but th- it really ticked me off. I was having a, a fine, sunny thir- uh, Wednesday, and then <laughs> this press conference. So it started with me saying, like, two minutes into the press conference, I'm already hating this Bears press conference, not good, with a gif of a dumpster on fire. Appropriate. Yep. Um, so Ryan, they confirmed pretty much up front, yes, Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy, they are being retained. However, they are they have not received contract extensions. And I said, silver lining to this dumb press conference, mm-hmm. perhaps. Maybe that is the one silver lining we have to cling to. But there's more to say about these stupid contracts later. Um, okay. Here's where I really need to, like... This part... This is one of the most embarrassing things I've ever heard a representative from any one of my teams say. Okay. And it is so demoralizing as a fan. George McCaskey listed reasons why the Bears are still mm-hmm. on track for a title. This is according to Jason Leisure, who covers the Bears for, the, I think, the Sun-Times. Number one, he listed that they had a good draft in 2020, which is objectively true. Komet... Johnson and Mooney have been good. Travis mm-hmm. Gibson has shown a little bit of interesting stuff so far. The second thing, and this is p- the part that a lot of people have harped on, and it just shook me wrong. Nagy, or not Nagy, George McCaskey said how he proud he was that the team stuck together during adversity, which he was referring to is the six-game losing streak. This is a theme that is repeated by all members of this press conference for the entire duration of it. Anytime there's question about why things went wrong or what were your you know thoughts on the season, how are you going to change things for the future, so much of it was, oh, well, we're really proud of our guys for how they came through a six-game losing streak. What? <laughs> like, you, they said it. Almost like, well, we needed a six-game losing streak so we could build the character. That's almost what it sounds like. Like, yeah, almost like they expected it to happen. Um, I yeah, it seems like they're describing it as if like this was a guarantee before the season even started, and that the team did a really good job overcoming this unavoidable obstacle. Like, you know, the team and these guys are talking about are the reason that streak happened, right? Like, it isn't something they had they fought through it's something they created mm-hmm. yeah yeah i tweeted out um i tweeted out praising your team for sticking together and making it through a tough six game losing streak is something you do for a rebuilding team not yep. a team in a quote-unquote competitive window which by the way is there still a competitive window like that's a big yep. question yep um I, I, man, go! I, this is a lot that I've tweeted. <laughs> Dang, um, I was busy, but <laughs> yeah. man, there, there's just it. Just the whole press conference just rang hollow for me. Like mm-hmm. everything, everything that they said just felt like there was little that there was to really take from it. Mm-hmm. So here's another one. This Jason Leisure was on fire with his tweets today. All of Chicago media was really on point with the press conference, but mm-hmm. his tweets really struck a chord with me. 
Ted Phillips said, we have the football culture that all teams strive for. He said that three days after Anthony Miller's performance art in the New Orleans game. Now, if you recall to our episode from earlier this week, I went, I leaned in on Anthony Miller and how the culture of that locker room was disintegrating before our eyes because of the lack of accountability with Javon Wims and how that directly impacted in the long term the game against the Saints. And now you have Ted Phillips, this idiot of a president, coming out and saying we're really proud of our culture. We're really proud of this culture we've established. In fact, this culture is something that every other NFL team strives for. It's not just that we're proud of our culture. Every other team wants the same culture we have. Oh, so every other team wants to have a culture where their players disrespect and disobey their coaches? Mm-hmm. You joking me? Um, just incredible. Um, they talked a lot about how they're still evaluating Mitchell Trubisky. They said they were evaluating Nick Foles. I'm sorry, how old is Nick Foles? <laughs> how long has he played? How many yeah. teams has he been on? They said that they've really seen a lot of growth out of Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy. Oh, you mean Ryan Pace, who's been here for six years now? Yep. And has been in the league for longer than that? And, yeah, sure, Nagy, I can I can understand that with Nagy because it's his first head coaching stint. It's his third year. But to say that Pace is still growing, like, obviously we're all still growing. Like, that's kind of mm-hmm. the point of life. But, like, wow, that's deep. Yeah. <laughs> but i mean come on yeah jerry jones has really showed a lot of personal growth this year we think he's really taking the next step like at a certain point you've been in the league long enough that you know you are who you are to an extent yeah uh, um they talk about how they're they basic the basically the message they sent is that 2021 is a year where they expect to win Mm-hmm. Ryan Pace said in his press conference that every th- oh man this ticked me off everything is on the table everything is on the table every time a question was asked about any kind of player personnel the response always from everybody everything is on the table yeah. okay well you better take a second and look at what you've committed to with your team because you have you're you're very little cap space, and I know a lot of teams are suffering against the cap this year because of COVID, but you have very right. little cap space. And guess what, Ryan Pace? You mortgaged the entire future on this Trubisky Super Bowl window, and now because it didn't work out, like this is the first year in several years now the Bears have a first-round draft pick. Mm-hmm. So that's encouraging, except for the fact that if he said everything is on the table, I'm getting concerned that now he's going to draft a boatload of future picks to move up for one of the big quarterback names in the draft this year. The only the only quarterback right now that is seemingly available that I'm willing to trade multiple first-round picks for the future for is Deshaun Watson. And I don't think there's any chance in hell he's going to play for the Bears, an organization that he yeah. has made clear that he hates. And after the way they've shown themselves recently, after the way that they have... Here's another issue. Not re-signing Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson stated recently when he was asked if there was any talk or anything 
or if he like what his thoughts are on the future, he said, "quote mm-hmm. I f- I thought we've had pretty much 365 days to make a deal happen." Yeah, that's not a good look. It's especially if you're trying to go after a guy who he's wanting to leave Houston because of a dysfunctional organization that doesn't like to pl- to exactly. pay and retain good players. Why is he going to want to go to a team that also has a bunch of money tied up in dysfunctional quarterbacks, or at least in foals next year, and doesn't want to pay their best their better players? Yeah, it's yep. It, it's it's appalling. And so when that tells and look, Deshaun Watson is a long shot, but I want to know truthfully. What does everything on the table mean? Because if you are trading many first-round picks to move up, I, okay, first of all, you're going to have to trade literally the rest of the Bears' future until Jesus comes back to get Trevor Lawrence. We know that. So you're not going to do that because there's no way that's going to happen. 87 first-round picks. <laughs> I know, exactly. Yeah. But, okay, so even if you want to trade up for Fields or Wilson or whomever – you're yeah. still going to have to give up a decent amount of draft capital because you are the, the 20th pick in the draft. You have a long way to go to get into Fields and Wilson range, and mm-hmm. I don't feel as confident in either of those two guys to perform in the NFL as I do with Trevor Lawrence. So No, I wouldn't move up for either of them. Even if I was there at the spot to pick them and I needed a quarterback, I might not feel great about it. So I definitely wouldn't move up. Yeah. So Yeah, it's just not a great year to do that. No, it's not. And so you're stuck now with Kyle Trask, Mac Jones territory. Mm-hmm. I want I don't want any part of Kyle Trask. Not none of it. Don't don't ha- even bring him near this team. Um, and Mac Jones has s- subpar to average written all over him. Like he looks like the next Jared Goff to me. Like he, he plays he was, great uh, when he has protection, but guess what the Bears don't have? Yeah. And they they also don't have all the the great the great system, the great weapons outside that he had there, you know, like he just seems like a guy who was successful because of the system he was in. But anyway, that's beside the point. But and that leads yeah. me to a whole nother thing is the the uh, the thing they kept emphasizing is how we know we we know the position we have to improve on is quarterback. But mm-hmm. they harped on it so much that they're basically saying, "Oh, we're covered. Basic everywhere else, the team is good. We just right. need." a better quarterback okay i can give you a little bit of that because it's like yeah the quarterback situation not great like even though i supported trubisky he's obviously not a like a great quarterback he's a serviceable starter but he's not a great quarterback so i get it but and quarterbacks make a big difference in the nfl but wasn't one of your biggest issues this year the offensive line why is that because your offensive line is made up of fifth sixth seventh round start uh draft picks and undrafted free agents. Maybe if you invested some of your draft capital in earlier rounds on offensive linemen, your offensive line would not be a problem. But it is a problem. Mm-hmm. Also, your star wide receiver, as I alluded to earlier, is probably leaving. So now, what's your wide receiving core? Darnell Mooney, Anthony Miller, and Javon Wims? Sounds awesome to me. Um, and your defense is still solid, but older. it's a vet. It's a veteran defense, yep, that just got one year older, especially on the front seven. Yep. So, yeah. yeah, and I mean, look, defensive coordinator, It's it'll be interesting to see who steps in there. Jay Rogers, who's the Bears' current defensive lines coach, uh, is a candidate a lot of people are talking about. He's had a lot of success with the defensive line. Mm-hmm. 
But I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know about that. But the the defensive coordinator, I'm not as mad about. Um, okay, here's a quote related to this whole quarterback thing. This is from Ted Phillips, and this is okay. The whole six game losing streak thing as being something the team needed to go through for growth and to learn how to fight and stick together through adversity. First mm-hmm. of all, that's preposterous. But this, this made me my blood boil even more. Ted Phillips said, this is literally something he said. Have we got the quarterback right? No. Have we won enough games? No. But everything else is there. Everything else is there. What else is there, Ted? I thought sports was about winning. (laughs) The results aren't there. That's one thing that's not there. How about that? Yeah. I don't, remember. I don't know if he's talking about the roster specifically or what, but... I don't remember who what the name of the coach was for the Jets that had the famous you play to win the game press conference. Yep. But Ted Phillips needs to watch that video because, it, <laughs> if, if look, if you don't care about winning, then you need to go be a president of any other corporation than a sports a team. A charity or a non-profit. Exactly. <laughs> because... A, a, a professional sports franchise is only about winning. It is literally, that is the point. It's, and how do you gain fans? How do you show your fan base that you care about them and support? By putting a good product on the field that is winning. When you're not winning, nobody wants to watch. There are so, so many parallels between the bears right now and Michigan Wolverines football team right now, when it comes to coaches and a front office and staff, that's been there for a long time, but still acts like they have something to prove wanting to run it back, even though nothing's changed and expecting things are going to be different. The whole, we went through all this adversity and trying to paint a negative as a positive. And then also the whole, um, where Harbaugh said, I'm trying to remember what, how he said it. I just lost my train of thought. What was the last thing you had just said as far as... um, Like, the purpose of playing games is to win. Yeah, and he had said, like, I think people put too much stock in... Like, people are so results-oriented. We care a lot here about the process, or whatever that quote was. It's, like, a lot of parallels where front offices, coaches organizations that know things aren't working but are trying to bring it back use these cliches and try to paint negatives as positives in a way that's so transparent and so clearly nonsensical Uh, it's like they almost think their fan base is just made up of idiots like how do they think people are buying this yeah another quote and this is related directly to that ted phillips ted phillips george mccaskey they repeatedly said and and Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy even were saying things l- along the lines of this is a people business. First of all, what does that mean? Okay. <laughs> like, yeah, the people that make up any business are important because without them, you're probably not having a business because people are the ones that work it. Okay. I don't know what that means, mm-hmm. but it's not a people business. Sports is about winning. That's yep. nobody, nobody makes a like none of the teams that lose are remembered yep none of them the only team really that i can point out that is remembered for losing 
is like teams that were spectacular at it. So we're talking the Lions and the Browns, the Cubs. um, We're talking the Bills in the 90s being really good but losing every time. Um, You have to be exceptional at losing. Honestly, like the Maple Leafs are kind of up there in the past 40 years with hockey. Like you have to be exceptional at losing in order to be remembered. Mm-hmm. The Bears are in this mediocre, this wheel of mediocrity where nothing changes. They're satisfied with eight and eight. Oh, it's not a losing season, and that was said. This that was said. This press conference. It wasn't a losing season. Yeah, the heck it was because you lost the playoff game. That's eight and nine. Yeah, that is a losing season. That's below five hundred. And even if you're just looking at regular season, you could say it's not a losing season, but then you also have to say it's not a winning season. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you're trying to call it. And they, they kept saying oh, about making the playoffs. Okay. I understand the NFL's made the seventh seed thing a permanent change, but it's it's real. Like, you making the playoffs as a seventh seed at eight and eight is an entirely different story than the Colts making the playoffs at mm-hmm. the seventh seed at 10 and six. Right. That is drastic differences especially when you get in because of a loss which you tweeted too like you get in which at the time as a fan you don't apologize for that but then for the 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 team and the coaches to justify using that it just leaves a different taste in your mouth you know the fact that they backed in and then use that as justification yeah it's um so some other things um ryan pace there's just he most okay successful successful franchises with a good pulse on their fan base and a well-run front office know that a critical part is to be um vulnerable and transparent with your fans mm-hmm your fans are the ones investing all of this money into, frankly, your overpriced goods, <laughs> the goods you're right. selling, right? Yep. Which is wins, by the way, Ted. Um, yeah, not people. <laughs> yeah. And Ryan Pace, he kept saying in this press conference, every reporter he talked to, oh, nice to see you, man. Oh, hey, Mark, nice <laughs> to see you. Hey, John, nice to see you. Yeah. Ryan. You are never available. You talk once a year in the postseason press conference. You need to get out there and you need to make yourself more available. You know what? I have a lot of crap to say about the crap job that Stan Bowman has done for the Blackhawks. But at least this Mm -hmm. offseason, he went on a podcast tour and made himself available for an entire week. The entire week he was doing podcasts, all of yep. the like really big Chicago-based or Blackhawks covering podcasts because he told them our goal as a front office to, is to be more transparent with our fan base. And whether or not he, what he was saying is it was truthful or not, the fact that he was willing to do that and be under fire from these hosts' questions says a lot about his care for the fans compared to Somehow Ryan Pace. he. Somehow he missed ours on his circuit. I don't know what happened there, but um, yeah, it's he a, saw that we they, covered Detroit as well. And 
uh my fault yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then also they put the letter out i remember which we read on the podcast and yep. yeah just whether you still maybe use some cliches and whether you like what they're saying at least you're making an effort and like you said it's at least an appearance of transparency yeah and so anyway that was appalling to me because you know nice to see you it, you know what? You should be at the point where you're seeing these people semi-regularly, okay? Mm-hmm. Obviously, you're not going to be at all the post-game press conferences like Nagy is and talk, you know, seeing them every week. But right. I, I feel like you should be seeing them way more than once a year. Ryan Pace also said, quote, every decision I make is the right thing for the franchise. This was the worst one to me. What the heck? Was there any other context or like I'm trying to find some way to understand what he was even trying to say there? Like my meant, motives look, are the, was, always good. Is that what he meant? So I, I was listening to the press conference, but I was very deep in thought about everything going on with the Bears that I kind of uh-huh. missed certain parts of it. So this is me just reading it from Twitter. So I'd love to see like a full transcript of the press conference. I'm going to have to look this up because he either misspoke or he meant his motives or something like to say, read that again the way you have Every it decision I make is the right thing for the franchise. What in the arrogant? Like, how can anybody say that with a straight face? Like, nobody can say that, honestly. Like, no matter how good your intentions are. It, I mean, you can point to Mitch Trubisky. Like, there's no defending at this point. You, like, it's excusable, maybe. Like, you can forgive that decision. You can understand why he made that mistake. But there's no way at this point you can say it wasn't a mistake. Exactly. Like, and they, they've admitted it as much by, bl- like, again, the thing they kept harping on is, well, we're going to make a change at quarterback. Everything's on the table for a quarterback, right? Yeah, but then now you'll say we've never made a mistake. Yeah. Right? It it just, it, something is up with that. Like, I, I'm hoping it was a, like he misspoke or something because that but also, is the height he, of arrogance. Like, I don't even understand what context that could be be justifiable in like even <sighs> motives based yeah. like you said like it's still a very bold thing to say yeah and it's extreme yeah it, it is so frustrating like <sighs> by now you should have come to grips with the reality of what trubisky is and you should have been a you should have been willing since you were the one that traded up for him and passed up on two future probably hall of fame quarterbacks you should be the first one to come out and admit I made yep. a mistake drafting Trubisky. No one's asking you as a GM or a president or a coach or as any position of authority to never make mistakes. That's not the goal. That's not realistic. What people are asking you to do is own your mistakes yes. and recover from them in a timely manner. Like Nobody's saying you have to be perfect. But to come out and say that you were perfect and then double down and not make the changes to address your mistakes, which you apparently never have made, that's the worst thing you can do. Unbelievable. Um, I got to find it now because I accidentally exited. Oh, here it is. Mm-hmm. Another quote from Ryan Pace. A lot of teams wouldn't come out of the six-game stretch. Oh, sorry. A lot of teams wouldn't come out of the six-game stretch we went through. A lot of teams wouldn't get themselves into the six-game stretch yeah. you went through. Oh uh, yeah, for, yeah. How exactly. many teams had a six-game losing streak this year? So the Jaguars and the Jets. Yep. Was that anyone else? I don't think so. No. So you're on par with the Jets and the Jaguars. Congratulations! Mm-hmm. But guess what? You're picking 
18 spots after the Jets. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but this is what I, I re- retweeted. That was JJ Stangovitz tweet, uh, tweeting that. I, I retweeted and said, Correction, a lot of teams wouldn't come out of the six-game stretch we went through unscathed and safe in our jobs. There you go. Fixed it, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good point. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And people kept saying, like, one person said, imagine trying to use your six-game losing streak as an advantage. <laughs> so stupid. And it's funny because they used that argument so many times, and they obviously plan like they sit down and plan how they want to present themselves what their arguments are going to be they like they talk about this beforehand they'd be stupid not to and clearly with how much they brought this up they had a strategy of using that six game losing streak and flipping it into a positive like that's clearly something they had planned to do and thought would work (sighs) okay Another another one here, another one of my tweets that I just thought was good. I've been making the reference to how they kept saying everything's on the table. I, I tweeted, I said, there is more on the table at Hallis Hall than at a lavish Thanksgiving. <laughs> that was a good one. Um, yeah. <laughs> and here's, okay, we're, we're at about 30 minutes, and I need to start wrapping this up because it's been just been 30 minutes of me being mad. But this is cathartic for me. Thank you. Um <laughs> But I want to wrap up, wrap it up with one like final thing that really just, it really just bugged me, and that is this whole discussion of Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace's contracts. George McCaskey and Ted Phillips were asked in their press conference about the length of Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy's contract because it is not, nobody nobody really knows exactly what it is. We know what their contracts were what they signed to originally but we are we've heard a lot of rumors of extensions and stuff and have never been made aware of what those might be so Which that is very weird like how many oh it gets weirder because they were asked about it and they were very much like uh we're not going to discuss that basically is what they said so then fast forward to the ryan pace and matt Nagy discussion and oh by the way real quick before i get there Ted Phillips, George McCaskey came out and basically explicitly said, Ted Phillips is not involved in football decisions. However, Ted Phillips is involved in knowing exactly how many years are on Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy's contracts and is not divulging that information to the public. Therefore, that is a football decision. And Ted Phillips, (laughs) though you're a brilliant businessman that went to Notre Dame, you know nothing about football. Yeah. And just because you're friends with the McCaskies, who are the descendants of Hallis doesn't mean you know football. Okay? George, you don't know football either. <laughs> but they Just, know a lot about tables. That's right. <laughs> but fast forward then to the Ryan Page conference. And mm-hmm. Hub Arkish, who's an analyst I really like, he asked yeah. that question again. And I really thought this was a good idea. Like he's he asked or it was asked by George McCaskey and Ted Phillips, no answer. And so instead of just letting it go, he asked them. And I really thought that was a really smart approach. Yep. And Ryan Pace said, we're not like we're not going to discuss that, basically. Um, and he, the reason he cited was competitive advantage. Hold up. What? Exactly. I haven't okay. heard this part. Ryan, or I okay. missed this. So a lot of Bears fans started to get a little irritated with Matt Nagy because – Every week, 
with like there'd be somebody who would pop up on the injury report he'd be asked a question about it he -hmm. wouldn't really address it and he'd say it's for competitive advantage people were starting to be like come on dude just tell us if he's gonna like probably play or not like don't you don't have to give us our exact status give us a hint because it's also like how much does that really change a team's game plan you know right right yep how in the world does the (laughs) public knowing how long your general manager contract is for how is that a competitive advantage because it's not like college football where you can negative recruit and say, hey, you don't want to go to the Bears. You don't even know how long the GM's going to be there. For col- or for pro football, it does not matter a bit. Like there's literally no – unless they're afraid someone's going to try to poach these guys if they know how much they're getting paid. Like there's, there's no logical reason well, for this in my all mind. All I know is that I'm going to sleep a lot better at night and I'm going to feel really great about our chances to beat – the Packers and other elite teams next year, knowing that nobody knows what our GM's contract is because that's a clear competitive advantage that few other teams have. And so I'm yeah. very thankful that the Bears have that. Just think about how difficult that's going to be for Aaron Rodgers next time he has to prep for the Bears yeah. when in the film room they don't have any film showing their contracts. Exactly. That's a good point. But here's the thing. I, I just I cannot understand why, 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 why. Are you so afraid to share this information? Why? And I'm going to come back to that in a second. Another stupid thing Ryan Pace said. He said, this is a thing he said. He said, well, our contracts are a lot like players. And he went on to say how they're not revealing them. We know what the players' contracts are. Players' contracts are basically public record. Exactly. And so are the contracts of GMs and coaches for basically every other team in football. Exactly. And sports. We yeah. exactly. Exactly. I can do a quick Google search and find out the exact details of Jim Harbaugh's contract, his year-to-year pay, all of his incentives. Like all of that's known. It's a it's increased accountability. It doesn't hurt you at all. Like. So yeah. I tweeted out and I said, I just want to know why it's such a big secret about Pace and Nagy's contracts. What horrible truths do we not know? And somebody responded and said, Pace signed an ex- extended contract in 2018 for three years. Nagy signed a five-year contract in 2018. And I said, thank you, but that doesn't make sense why they're so weird and secretive about it. Yeah, just come out and say that. What's If that's what's true, that's what I'm scared about. Did they give Pace a 10-year extension? Like Are they afraid people are going to know that they're overpaid? Like at that point if you're doing something if you're trying to hide it because you know you screwed something up, like That's I don't know. exactly. Exactly. And that and that, that is that's my concern about why they're so secretive. Four people Like maybe were after asked, 2018 they overreacted and they gave Nagy a 9-year deal or something. Exactly. I don't know. And four four people were asked this question None of them were willing to answer it, and it is terrifying to me, this concept mm-hmm. that it they seemed very comfortable and confident in the people they have leading this team. And I'm not going to ask, like a lot of Bears fans are like, oh, the ownership needs to sell the team. Why would they do that? They're not going to yeah. do that. Because I'm sure the Lions fans have said that about the Fords, too. It's not right, going to happen. Right, but there's nothing you can do about that anyway. Yeah. So. I'm not going to yeah. criticize the McCaskies and say you have to sell the team. It's not going to happen. Yeah. But firing Ted Phillips, 
who has been with the team for like 25 years and has produced a handful of playoff appearances and victories, one Super Bowl appearance, but no no trophies. Um, just he needs to go. That's The change needs to start at the top. And it, since you can't change the ownership, you need to go as high as you can after that. Um, and so anyway, here's the deal. To just kind of put a bow on this, I am just – I'm so frustrated about how this press conference went. It's embarrassing. It was a nightmare. Um, it just, I'm trying to find one other tweet I had. Um, oh, let's finish with this. All right. After everything, all the evidence, uh, judge that I presented to you, yeah. Let me finish with this. Final closing arguments. This is a question asked by Cam Ellis from NBC Sports Chicago. Ted, you just said that you feel like you guys have the exact right football culture that all teams strive for. When is that culture going to win football games? Why do you feel like this culture is enviable? <laughs> Ted, Ted Phillips said, because when you sit back and you look at what makes a successful organization besides wins and losses, it's the people that you have. It's whether or not they can put their egos down. It's oh, whether or not they my. can look at situations, self-reflect, admit to their mistakes, and try to find learnings from not just their mistakes, but the successes they've had and build off of those. Has it happened as fast as we'd like it to? No, it hasn't. That's why we're sitting here now saying we do trust Ryan and Matt. This is Ted, right? You said saying this. What? What? This is Ted. You said who's saying this. Yes. There's a couple specific things that stood out there as far as like accountability, admitting mistakes, like, you know, the things that you're clearly putting your egos down, not yeah, putting your ego aside, Mr. I don't make mistakes like (laughs) There's a couple things you mentioned there that are very clearly things that you're not doing. So, well, the problem, the problem is that he says all these things. Basically, a good, good organization has people that put their egos down, admit their mistakes, and look at how they can learn and grow from those. Then he said, "Has it happened as fast as we'd like it to?" No. And then he says, "That's why we're sitting here saying we do trust Ryan and Matt." what it just contradicts itself like it's yeah it's it's if a equals b then c equals three like it doesn't make any sense at all like you just it's like I'm, you're missing a step in there somewhere that might have made this make more it's sense it's retarded yeah it's retardation nation i think that was a joke <laughs> that was a, on, yeah. that's a throwback yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so look bears fans i i needed a vent this is basically a whole vent sesh episode, 40 minutes long. Nice, juicy <laughs> vent for you. I you don't you know, like I like to try to provide some sense, a silver lining like we usually do on our show uh, mm. to kind of leave you with a positive note. But I don't I don't really have anything for you. OK, this yeah. Bears team, there's not really anything to look forward to. I'm intrigued to see what Ryan Pace means by everything on the table for quarterback. Maybe he trades the entire future for Trevor Lawrence. Who knows? We'll find out. Um, but uh, until then, um, what's our closing?
It's very appropriate. Um, and That's what that is what we're yes. frustrated about today. Um, what about yeah. you? Share your frustrations with us or about us at Real Elephant Podcast on Twitter, also at FuryGeorge94 at Michigan Hat, uh, or email us at frustrationnation at shootyourshotsports.com. Um, you know, leave us a review. I don't remember all of the words we have in our scripted closing. But, you know, I know you guys are late with this, and uh, if you're frustrated that this episode, this emergency episode is over and you wanted to hear more, uh, you know, tune in every Tuesday uh, for more and subscribe on your favorite podcast service. And if you feel like this frustration is justified and you agree with it, consider supporting the show on Patreon or Venmo Tip Jar. Uh, for one dollar because even one dollar which is one who knows what percentage of Nagy and Pace's contracts <laughs> <laughs> an unknown amount towards their contracts there you go one X <laughs> yep um, find X makes it impossible <laughs> <laughs> so it's an imaginary number there you go makes a big difference for us we appreciate the support now to get out there and hate tweet the bears. I'm sorry. Frustrate the hate. <laughs> <laughs>